0: not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain,
1: Welcome to the Marvel Alliance Podcast, where we cover anything and everything to do with the Marvel Universe, and the comics, TV, and movies will go from the Mojoverse to Earth 616 to Queens, New York, in order to bring the Marvel Universe right to you. I am the man without fear, Chris.
2: And you changed it up on me. I'm your friendly neighborhood Brent. I did that last week. I didn't notice. (laughs) But remember, last week I was very much off my gig.
1: That's true. So, Alliance, Assemble. Assemble. volume 87 so we have come to the end of a uh a big year for marvel you know coming out of 2020 without anything at that point and coming in swinging at that point it's it's been a good year Brent.
2: it has been a wonderful year you know just the other day my wife was wanting to double check something and she's like how many days was it again Between Far From Home and WandaVision, 563. I did have to double check, but it turns out I remembered correctly. 563 days we went without Marvel content. And then we got nine Marvel Studios projects. You can make an argument with ten with Venom, with the current status of everything. (laughs) We've got ten Marvel-related. We got ten Marvel multiverse projects. I'm phrasing it that way. What a year. What a year it has been. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes it has been a fun year so we're gonna have some fun tonight we're gonna uh you know the news is light but we've kind of combined it in what i'd like to call rumors so we'll we'll march into ending 2021 talking about the rumors for 2022 and beyond so how has your week been uh, how been well, how was your christmas by the way
2: christmas went well christmas went well um all things considered you know i really can't can't complain too much uh, everybody seems to have uh, had a good time. I know my kids definitely had a lot of fun. We were able to see uh, all the grandparents, and you
1: know, I I really I really can't complain about how Christmas went for us. What about you? Yeah, it went good. The kids enjoyed it. I mean, the kids have their birthday coming up in a, in a few weeks, so uh, yeah, they uh, they. That's the problem with Christmas. They'll constantly get presents for a number of weeks between Christmas and their birthday, so it's that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep, my it, it, my niece is that way. Her birthday is yeah. in two days, on the first. And uh, Mr. Snell is in the chat. No year comes close to this one. I remember when 2014 and three Marvel films, and we were so lucky. Yes, it is a new age for the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
2: I remember in 2017 being concerned that Marvel was going to put out three MCU movies in one year and wondering, can they do that much? <laughs>
1: turns out yes they could by the way yes they said hold this year said hold my beer very much so (laughs) all right so let us get the network plugs out of the way so we are part of the geek ultimate alliance network with eight shows coming at you all the time every single way which way forward we've got on mondays my show world's finest true believers alternating bi-weekly with ranger alliance ranger alliance dropped their new episode this week and next week I come back with a new episode and a new guest, and it it is on brand for this show. It is going to be a Marvel, Marvel, uh, Marvel arc at that point. So we'll be I'll be tweeting out that preview tweet tomorrow or today when you're listening to this. So check out that. Tuesday they got DC Alliance, Wednesday superhero discussion, Star Wars Alliance on Thursdays, Marvel Alliance on Fridays, a walk through the multiverse uh, bi-weekly on Saturdays, and a slice of film. It is on getting is on a current hiatus right now. It'll be coming back at some point, so uh, be on the lookout for that. And on Monday nights, DC Alliance goes live on the Geekverse YouTube channel at nine. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Star Wars Alliance goes live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on that same feed, and Marvel Alliance. If you're listening to us now, if you're not, we go live on the Geekverse YouTube feed on 9:10 Eastern Standard Time. And all three of those shows have solo feeds, so if you just want to listen to those particular shows, in addition or outside of the GUA network feed, we we appreciate that. And we've got our Patreon. So if you, we want to thank our patrons, we can't do this without your support. We've got two tiers. A dollar tiers are our tip jars. Throw a couple of shekels in there saying we're doing a good job. And then we've got our $5 tier, which gives you early access episode, ad-free episodes, and Patreon-exclusive content. So be on the lookout. Next year we're going to be probably hitting that a little bit better, a uh, little bit better hitting out strong. So be on the lookout for that content, patrons. Where we do appreciate that. But if you cannot uh, join us on Patreon, we totally understand. If you can rate, review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever your podcatcher choice may be, we greatly appreciate those five-star reviews. It helps us get into those algorithms and boost that feed. And as always, we want to plug our official sponsor, organicpricebooks.com. For all your omnibus, hardcover, collected edition needs, JP and the crew PB have got excellent packaging, ships internationally, continental U.S. Use that code G U A at checkout for $2 off every single order. Again, thank you Organic Price Books for being an official sponsor. All right, so I think those are all the plugs. That's all the paperwork. So, yeah, so we saw, like, for major news this week, wasn't wasn't a lot necessarily, but definitely in the last couple of weeks, there have been a lot of these rumors flying about with the future future projects, future unannounced shows, future future castings, possibly characters showing up. So,
2: I thought of one bit of actual okay.
1: true news. Okay, I, I just
2: thought of this and can't believe anything about it earlier. Spider-Man: No Way Home crossed a billion dollars without there, China. You, oh, yeah, that's true. Without China, it is Sony's highest highest movie to date. Ridiculous again yes. without China, and apparently, Kanto is going to China in a couple of months. I didn't think anything was going there, but I just thought of that <laughs> throwing that in there before we get to this first rumor.
1: Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's a in just two weeks, two weeks, yeah, you know, pretty pretty impressive in the uh, idea of what it was able to do. And uh, all right, so let us get into. The first one. So if you're watching us on the live feed, you will see the background image. We will be talking about Ghost Rider. So uh, this first scoop, Marvel apparently, uh, at least rumor wise, uh, Marvel reportedly is in talks with an actor to play the new Ghost Rider. So according to a tweet from Scooper Charles Murphy, Marvel Studios reportedly meeting with an actor to discuss the role of Ghost Rider in the MCU. Presumably it's an actor who Murphy previously claimed that Marvel was looking at. He says in his tweet, I have at no time said Ghost Rider was cast. I did say that they were talking with someone. I said that they would be great if they closed the deal. Please quit distributing, (laughs) please quit attributing this to me. It's false. So people were saying that he had said they've been cast, that he knows who it is. So um, this started uh, kind of people basically sort of campaigning for themselves a little bit. Uh, the Walking Dead star, Norman Reedus recently feels speculation that he may be in talks to play the MCU's ghostwriter after sharing an Instagram post from uh, at Marvel movies on Twitter, suggesting him for the role. And uh, the last ghostwriter, the uh, last ghostwriter we did have Gabriel Luna, um, who played Robbie Reyes on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? also shared his interest on reprising his role in the MCU as he retweeted the post, uh, the artist Boss Logic, calling him for his return. Um, Luna accompanied his retweet with the hashtag, stay ready so you don't have to get ready, implying that his readiness to reprise the Spirit of Vengeance role. So, what do you feel about this? Uh, you know, do, we, do you want Gabriel Luna to reprise the role? Would you like to. You know, bringing someone new, bringing Johnny Blaze, what you're feeling on Ghost Rider and the MCU.
2: I'd be totally fine with Gabriel Luna. He was fantastic on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, you know, TV broadcast, TV budget. They did a, a really good job of with the effects on that character. Like, he looked great. Um, I do like the Norman Reedus one. I mean, I know some people think it's a little too on the nose because it's based, they think he'd just be playing Daryl from Walking Dixon. Maybe there's an element of truth to that. And I know Norman Reedus did recently not just uh, do the Instagram post, but he apparently liked a bunch of tweets that were talking about it. Mm-hmm. I I don't really know. I've seen him in one or two other things besides The Walking Dead. Not really enough to really feel like I know him, but I like him in The Walking Dead. I think he was great as Daryl or is great as... I don't even know if Daryl's still alive. I gotta assume he is. But <laughs> it's... It, I mean, I haven't watched The Walking Dead in a long time, but I that would be really cool. That said, I'm not like attached to it the way i would have been say vincent d'onofrio kingpin just for example so i mean if it's not Redis, cool or if it's luna then cool but if it's somebody totally different from either of those guys all right whatever
1: yeah i mean it's always interesting when you get into this whole fan casting thing i'm i occasionally have fan casting but i really don't get into it that much because nine times out of ten it's not going to happen <laughs> so i mean you can go down the road of you know the first, the, the quote unquote first ghostwriter in the comics, you know, Johnny Blaze, who we've got their image right. You know, a lot of people, that is their ghostwriter. My first ghostwriter was Danny Ketch, which was the second ghostwriter at that point. Um, you can go even further down. And, you know, besides Robbie Reyes, you have uh, Alejandra Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. This this was a Nicaraguan woman who becomes the ghostwriter through a ritual performed. And uh, that took out. And then if you've, This is how I was introduced to this in the Marvel Infinite Comics series. Uh, Kushala uh, was a – her parents were killed in when attacked by the U.S. Army, and in an act of rage, she prayed to her creator, but instead she was possessed by the spirit of vengeance. Then she burnt everyone until, <laughs> at all, uh, anyone remained there but were spirits. But after becoming possessed by the spirit of vengeance, she traveled to the traveled the world, seeking out and studying different forms of magic in attempt to cure herself. Her skills in the mystic arts eventually led her to become the sorcerer supreme of her era. So imagine that Ghost Rider and the Sorcerer Supreme.
2: That could be fun. Um, Wong might have something to say about that, but that could My- be fun.
1: <laughs> and, and you know, as a, you know, I've always said one of my favorites has been Cosmic Ghost Rider. I don't know if we're going to go with that that crazy going out with our first introduction, but we've heard a lot of these rumors before. As we start building into Moon Knight, uh, Werewolf by Night, uh, Blade, you know, the MCU is starting to build up their idea of the Midnight Sun. So this is not an old, ru- there's not a new rumor, but it's starting to pick up a lot more steam if they're starting to look at maybe closing the deal on a casting and it looks like uh, mr snell will be throwing his hat into the ring of uh, <laughs> of possibly now our, our question for mr snell is who is his ghostwriter? who does he see himself being
2: well we'll uh we'll see if he answers here in the next yeah. few seconds as the the delay catches up with him but um, cosmic ghostwriter, right i mean that could be fun a little bit of Frank Castle,
1: you know? Yeah. It could be, you know. I mean, I'm friends. not
2: sure I see Travis as Frank Castle, but <laughs> it could be fun regardless.
1: Yeah. I mean, what would, where do you see, you know, we've heard some rumors of Ghost Rider making the first appearance in Multiverse of Madness. If not that, where do you see the Spirit of Vengeance joining the MCU?
2: I mean,. It, it, everybody thinks and me included i don't want to say i'm not one of the people that something with the midnight suns is coming it certainly feels like they're putting together the setup for that type of team i mean it's mm-hmm. got to be there right
1: yeah it, it's, de- it's definitely there i'm just curious to see if it's where we see is it going to be the first time we see it in a midnight suns project or something else first
2: no, we'll we'll see him in mean, like a credit scene first, I think. If not a full blown cameo in a movie, I don't I don't think it's multiverse of madness. Um, they would have time to put something in if they already mm-hmm. knew what they wanted. If they'd already been working on those special effects, they would have time to to do something. But I I feel like if it was gonna be if it was gonna be that, I think we would have already seen it. Like not seen yeah. the like we would have there'd be more concrete casting news. I think. Yeah.
1: It, it, and, you know, again, being the character, it's a CG character in that sense. If you're already in the form of the Ghost Rider, so you necessarily don't have to cast someone for it. But I think that they would like to, you know, have someone in play saying, hey, that was my first appearance. That was you know, where I started.
2: I say that, but there hasn't been that many leaks from this movie. And it'd be easy enough to sneak someone into a soundstage like The Volume or whatever, mm-hmm. do everything on set,
1: and then sneak them back out. True. So it, it will be, you know, as we start building up this kind of darker side of the MCU with Moon Knight, Blade, Werewolf by Night, and including Multiverse Madness. I mean, again, f- we could see easily Wanda joining the Midnight Suns at that point. Maybe, hey, Strange Supreme. You know? Yeah,
2: I, uh, I I like the idea of Wanda going with the Midnight Suns. Um, I could also see them like wanting to recruit her, and her just wanting
1: nothing to do with them, and just smacking them all
2: away. (laughs) It'll be fun to see if they actually do go go down that route.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but we'll see. So, uh, next rumor, we'll we'll head right into the multiverse of madness. This is coming from Fandom Wire. They they label this an exclusive. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness to introduce an Inhuman. So, among the many speculations of the film, they say is the appearance of the Illuminati, the leadership group of the of Marvel comics. So, in in the past, I think one of the first iterations of when the, Illum- the Illuminati was introduced was Professor X, Black Bolt, Namor, Iron Man, and Mister Fantastic, if I believe. Uh,
2: did you say Professor X? Yeah, I you did. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that sounds right.
1: So one of the potential members joined it eventually. Yeah, Beast joined it. Black Panther was eventually. Captain America Mm -hmm. was eventually. So they've had some little bit of rotating members between deaths or people leaving and doing that. Uh, So one potential member of the Illuminati is an Inhuman, Black Bolt, and they are saying they are able to. They are confirming. So again, this is a rumor that the leader of the Black leader of the Inhumans, Black Bolt, will be appearing in. Multiverse of Madness. They say while they are on un- it, they are unable to confirm if Anton Mount would be reprising his role from that amazing TV series. It would make sense that Marvel Studios would try to distance themselves from that project. Um, so the humans have been probably the biggest dud of the MCU. You know, just was. Not. It, I mean, if, rather, they're,
2: if they're in the MCU, <laughs> if they're in the
1: if they're in the MCU, if they even want to be considered at that point, but it did happen. There was <laughs> it was an IMAX for those first two episodes. I saw it. Put, it. Yeah, I
2: saw it, and I will I will die on the hill that there was potential after those first. Couple, oh, and then they just ran it off a cliff.
1: Yeah, it's It, it happened like everything else. It did exist, but. They have done so much to do everything possible, including possibly with Miss Marvel, that not being an Inhuman. So, do we know that about Miss Marvel? We we don't know that officially necessarily, but the you know it's just some of the things might be changing about with it. It would be again if we want to introduce reintroduce the reintroduce the Inhumans properly into the MCU under the leadership of Kevin Feige, it could be you know there but a lot of signs are saying they're probably not
2: i was i was just wondering as you were breaking down this rumor if there's any chance that part of the the delay for ms marvel which you know at one point there was going to be a 2021 project mm-hmm. if there's any chance for that delay is to work something into it to kind of tie with an inhuman appearing on multiverse of madness first i don't yeah. know just it, i could see them making that choice
1: like s Bubs in the chat, the the Inhumans is the reason the Eternals couldn't go to Hawaii.
2: <laughs> I mean, true. but yeah. it,
1: it, You know, again, I think that, like you said, those first two episodes showed potential. There is a way to bring the Inhumans into the MCU and write a a problem that they had with. There are a lot of problems what they did with that show. <laughs> Namely, sure. one of the things that big stand out, oh, we're going to shave off Medusa's hair.
2: Horrible, horrible, horrible decision.
1: I mean, I've heard about saving money on CG effects, but my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Um, I mean, mean, but
2: Anton Mount was fine. Like, mm -hmm. he he was fine. I There has always been a part of me that liked the idea of Vin Diesel as Black Bolt just because I think visually he looks like the character. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think he's built like the character. And I've always been amused at the idea of him voicing a character – like Groot, but then also playing a character who can never talk. I just I think that's kind of funny.
1: Well, my question is, if this rumor is to be believed, and we do introduce Black Bolt, whoever Black Bolt will be trade, but or just say any Inhuman. Let hey, we could be introducing Lockjaw. Why not? You know, if it's an in, Inhuman at that point, we still haven't introduced the X Men into the universe. Is it going to be this movie? Is are we going to get a reverse? Um, I a reverse house of M situation that like we predicted at the end of WandaVision is is Wanda going to do the reverse this time and bring mutants in at the end of this movie, but we're bringing in the possibly uh the inhumans before even that. So I don't know if there's a a problem with that. Not saying, again, not saying GA can't figure that out, but I just don't know if that's too too confusing for two things that look pretty similar to the GA.
2: Um. I think they'd be able to figure it out. I mm-hmm. I don't. I I am start like starting. I'm pretty much at the point where I no longer think things are too confusing for the GA. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, yes, we just had a movie with three different Peter Parkers from three different eras That's of Spider-Man true. movies. I'm 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 willing to give the general audience credit and mm-hmm. say that they they would be able to figure it out.
1: Yeah, and again, we it's. I'm not the biggest Inhumans fan. I'm more than willing to. Is anybody? (laughs) Well, let's just say I know why they, they, when they were trying to move the X-Men off the table in the comics. I know, you know, we've we've gone over and we've talked about why that was in the comics. And, you know, whether it comes down to it, X-Men are going to always stand toe-to-toe with the Inhumans and win out. Always. In the sense of popularity. Always. So it's. It'll be interesting because, again, from a lot of things we're hearing out of this room-wise, the amount of cameos that are going to be in this movie are going to be insane. And just, again, opening up that multiverse, again, everything and anyone is on a table. So if they want to bring in the humans, if they want to start this idea of the, the Illuminati in this film, sure, I'm there for it at that point. I would like to see the Inhumans get a better shot.
2: Yes, and I just the Illuminati in general, obviously, it'd be a little different Tony Stark's not going to be around, but I like the idea. I've always mm. thought that was a cool concept in the comics, it, you know, the the group of people shaping the Marvel universe behind the scenes. Yes, please, let us see something like that.
1: Now, now here's a concept that we kind of talked a lot about during our Eternals review is the idea of that the the Eternals might have been even more better served as a series rather than a movie, just because of how much they had to introduce. I think that's also very true for the the Inhumans.
2: I mean, you could kind of make that argument for everybody. So, okay, I, I think uh, it yeah. would just come down to the execution, and if if the Inhumans is going to try and throw, you know, what was it like, eleven new characters mm-hmm. at you. And have 10 of them be considered like more main characters. You know, Black Knight wasn't that main a character. Yeah. Then, okay, yes, I would totally agree. But if they went slow and just had two True. two to – Yeah, like half the amount, like up to five maybe of the of Inhumans and then the rest were just background characters, I, I could see a movie working.
1: Yeah, it, you're right. It, it depends on that. I think they, they're kind of looked at as the – I mean they are a royal family of that and Black Bolt being the head of it. So it's going to be, it's, it was always interesting to me when they started the idea of the, the project of the TV shows. Okay. How is this going to work with a character that if they even open their mouth to slightly breathe wipes out a city, you know, and that, and that again brings in the idea of what do you do? How do you communicate that? And we saw that with, you know, growing representation, especially with the eternals. So you can find different ways to do that as well
2: definitely
1: absolutely so, so we'll see again more and more as we head towards may we're at multiple of madness i know we're we're going to be watching and seeing these rumors continue to drop uh next one let's go to sony because you know they're having a bang up as we talked about bang up end of the year uh so hot off the heels of the success of no way home they the rumors of sony building more in their universe has grown more and more um So this is coming from Screen Geek. Uh, Sony reportedly eyeing big names for Black Cat and Spider-Gwen roles. They say it sounds like a new love interest could be making its way into the fold, according to the report from uh, GFR. Uh, Now, this is coming from a (laughs) giant freaking robot. And giant freaking robot is basically all equivalent to we got this covered. They not, in my opinion, they get a lot more. It's very clickbaity. A lot of things that are wrong, but like a broken clock, they can sometimes be right twice a day. Yeah, I pretty um, much
2: ignore them the vast majority of the yes. time.
1: But it, it was an interesting idea just because this is not the first time we've seen this. They say that Sony is eyeing the Queen's Gambit and the New Mutants and last night in Soho star, Anya Taylor Anna Taylor Joy for the role of a live action Felicia Hardy, aka Black Cat, a trusted Reddit leaker at My Time to Shine. Lowe has um, since corroborated the report, and she is, and whoever this person is, he or she definitely has been picking up a lot of success in the sense of what they're getting right, especially the amount of No Way Home leaks that uh, came out from her or he, uh, suggesting that there's truth to it. That appears to be the only beginning of Sony's plans, and Daniel RPK also uh, e- e- echoed that this is, this is something that he's hearing as well. Uh the leaker also confirmed rumors that Sony is interested in bringing back Emma Stone to play a live action Spider-Gwen. Stone played Gwen Stacy in the Amazing Spider-Man films alongside Andrew Garfield for several years. However, her character died after falling from a clock and suffered a fatal blow. <laughs> well, snapped her neck. You know,
2: I mean I saw a meme earlier that says Andrew Garfield, you know, he's good at cracking backs. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll, just, and next. <laughs>
2: we'll, we'll just let that sit there
1: so all right so we've got two big things so let's uh let, let's take the black cat now we've heard you know silver and black was a a film that Sony was looking to bring silver sable and black cat that's kind of gone sounds like that's gone by the wayside Um black hat i think could be very interesting in the sense of i would have loved it possibly for a black hat to come into the mcu in the next trilogy as a as a kind of an interesting love interest for tom holland in his new status
2: i i think that would fit really well i think they're gonna have to be they marvel's gonna have to be careful how they do that because she is effectively marvel's Catwoman, mm-hmm. and we're about to get a brand new Catwoman here in just a couple months True. um but she is a classic, iconic character uh, for Spider-Man. So, yes, I definitely am in favor of bringing her in. Anya Taylor-Joy, it, she's a fantastic, fantastic actress. Um, she is one of the few bright spots in New Mutants, a movie that I did not think was good at all. But I would not lay the blame at her feet. No. Um, and she's incredible in The Queen's Gambit, which is the most recent thing I've seen her in. I know she's gotten a lot of praise for other uh, her other projects recently, but... She would definitely be a get, and I I would be in favor of them casting her in a role that was you know had some meat on it that was going to be uh, for several appearances. You know, get her one of those four or five movie contracts, those type of things.
1: Yeah, we just watched uh, last night in Soho this week, and I've been a big fan since The Queen's Gambit, but man, she she is once I kind of seen a lot of the fan, uh, seen a number of fan arts, like putting her in the black cat costume, but seeing her in last time. So, Oh, she can, she can own a room with just kind of that femme fatale kind of demeanor that Felicia Hardy has. And the, the fact of just, you could see it in her eyes. She, she's exactly what it is, but it always, I was thinking about the possibility of her meeting a Spider-Man or Tom Holland. It just goes back to that Ultimate Spider-Man issue when, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, and she thinks that yeah, she so finds she out he's that he's older. A, older and find out that he's a teenager, and she just made like basically kissed him or made out with him, and then she's just like, oh my god, what did I just do? I'm uh,
2: I'm now remembering what it was like when she found out that he, after one more day that the spell was different in the comics versus what just happened in the movies and how she found out because she remembered being intimate with Spider-Man, but could not remember who was under the mask and it was driving her crazy. And I I remember those, there's a couple issues there. And eventually Peter told her, and and we'll see if the movies do this, but in the comics, as soon as he told someone, they got all their memories back and remembered everything they'd ever done involved with Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. Um, Be interesting if the movies do that. Yes, please hire her you know cast her in the role of black cat pay her whatever money she's demanding because she's
1: definitely definitely worth it Mm -hmm. so what do you think about you know i I think you and i both think spider gwen is definitely money on the table that that they need to be jumping at what do you think about the idea of bringing back emma stone to reprise the role
2: If Emma Stone is game for it, then yes, I I love it. Fantastic actress, fantastic Gwen Stacy in the first amazing Spider Man, the first two amazing Spider Man movies. I say that like there's a third one. Fantastic actress in the amazing Spider Man movies. Um, It would be interesting to see her and Andrew Garfield meet up again, you know, just Mm -hmm. to see their reactions to both. I I think I I heard Travis talking about this on Geekverse, you know, pointing out that, like, at least in the comics and in the Spider Verse movie, Gwen, her big loss wasn't a family member. it was her friend Peter Parker,
3: yeah.
2: and that would be really interesting to see these two play off of each other where their big their you know one of their huge losses in life was the variant version of each other might be a little complicated considering they the actors themselves did have a relationship during the spider man time and then that obviously fell apart. I, no idea where that stands. I I have no clue where it stands. I'm sure if they were asked by a reporter, everything would be cordial. But I'd be like, for real, where it stands? I have no clue. <laughs> but if it's possible, if it's if there's even a shot at doing it, they gotta take it. They gotta at least try, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, watching Into the Spider Verse, I mean, stole the show. One of the one of the huge bright spots, many bright spots in that. But seeing Spider Gwen. Uh, in animation mm-hmm. and seeing my daughter try to be ghost spider as she watched watch spider-man and the amazing friends is rather cute
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. that you know they're gonna call her ghost spider which i'm like i preferred it when she was spider woman i know her in-universe name is spider that ghost spider name has just never grown on me
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah but it's, i'll get over it
1: yeah it, it's one it's one of those things that it, it yeah it's it's one of the we're just gonna have to except the fact that probably going to be ghost spider, but it's, if it can't be, if it can't be Emma stone, so be it at that point it, it, it for whatever reason, they should bring, bring spider Gwen into either zone. Definitely someone needs to put it in there. Now I don't, what I love to see them meet up with Andrew Garfield and just have that kind of connection there. Awesome. That'd be great. If we can't have it, I think that this is a, this is, I would say, even a solo project would just be fine. It would, it would take a lot. It would take basically a very kind of interesting way to flip the script and not say we don't need a Spider Man for this one. We're going to be confident in the idea that the audience is going to be interested in this. But if, with that, if it's not going to be Emma Stone, you need to get a name to bring them in to to find just to get a few more people in the seats.
2: I kind of like the idea of a solo movie. I mean, yes, I still want. I, w- I would love for, especially if it was Emma Stone, to meet Andrew Garfield. Yeah. But the idea of a solo movie first to establish this character as somebody separate, that would be really interesting.
1: I, I think that would state the whole idea that we put the spider in front of it, we, we do a great kind of teaser at that point and flip the script right then and there, get people interested. Again, it's Spider-Man, but again, I, I want them to take that chance to say, we don't need to have quote-unquote the quote-unquote spider-man in this we're gonna this character is gonna stand on their own feet doing this we're just gonna have some fun and put it out there i think that's i would love if, if it's gonna be if it's gonna be sony what they're talking about doing great it's it's money on the table they really need to jump at that
2: they need to do it while like you mentioned the spider-verse movies have helped raise the awareness of Spider-Gwen and the the character even beyond that is definitely getting a higher profile. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, people are feeling the absolute best about Sony Marvel projects that they're probably ever going to feel right now. Like they're the Mm -hmm. most open to it. So it's like, they definitely need to, to get after that.
1: And the good thing is with the, at least part one of, you know, you know, the, uh, a Spider-Verse at that point coming, coming in October, Spider Gwen's gonna be a big part of that. It's mm-hmm. gonna be probably you know making it through to part two like you said, Spider Gwen's going to be a big part of the conversation so they need the demand will be let's get her in live action while it's while people are still wanting this absolutely so so uh, I realized I just skipped the story before that so let's go right back to uh, what we should have been talking about next uh Craven the hunter reportedly coming to the MCU. Uh, this is coming from the Agents of Fandom uh, podcast. They said, while appearing on the Agents of Fandom show, guest TJ Stooks, uh decided to dive into, f- into this further idea of contacting a Marvel insider. Uh, TJ found out that some interesting facts about Kraven the Hunter and his future with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. While he was able to unable to confirm what iteration of Kraven we will be seeing, he was able to receive some good news, and they're going to they announced that at some point Kraven will be appearing in the MCU, not just in the Sony universe. They know we know that Aaron Taylor Johnson will be uh, you know donning the mantle of Kraven for Sony. Well, what they don't know is if it will be him returning in the MCU. Should it be a Pietro lookalike at that point? It, it, th- this is just interesting when this rumor kind of came out and saying that Craven will be doing. Now, we will go back to, I can't remember which Sony executive did say it, but saying that it's not, it's about trading characters, you know, we they we borrow one. Well, of that theirs. was like they Tim
2: Rothman, one. wasn't it?
1: Yes, yeah, was, I, yeah, I can't remember who it was, but I found it interesting that did they saying that quote, and then a couple of days later, this story comes out. So this could be a trading of a character because we know from other reports that the original idea for Spider-Man Three involved Kraven the Hunter.
0: At that mm-hmm. point, we'd hear yep. that
1: for a while. And then when this idea of the multiverse came about and bringing in certain characters back, that story was put aside. So they do have some sort of, we'll call it rough outline of what the original third Spider-Man was supposed to be. So that is a very easy thing to work in. And if so, if Sony's going to have their own Craven Hunter solo movie while MCU gets to play with Craven in a different way with Spider-Man, I don't know, what do you feel about that?
2: Well, I'm trying to find, did Sony formally announce him, Aaron Taylor Johnson, as being Craven? Or was that know. just trade reported?
1: I think that was a trade report at that point, either Variety, Hollywood Reporter, someone someone higher up made that out. I'm taking a stab at it because I, I know we covered it on this show.
2: Well, I'm I'm seeing references that Sony has announced, but okay. um, I'm not finding anything from Sony themselves. Uh, if
1: he's still in the chat, he'll, he'll confirm, I know.
2: He will. He's, ar- <laughs> he's already filling it in now. Okay, so let's assume that's right. you know, the trades normally get that kind of thing correct, especially when they all start running with it. Mm-hmm. I do not see two different Cravens simultaneously. I don't mm-hmm. think he's a character that warrants that kind of spotlight, to be frank. It I'm again, I'm not worried about like people being able to keep up with it. I just don't see it happening. and it seems to me. If they did that, that is a Sony licensed character. So like there'd have to be a deal to, to, I mean, they could use Kraven in a Spider-Man property and it would all be folded up within that, you know, like Mysterio or Green Goblin or whoever. But to put him in a different movie, and I know like at one point Ryan Coogler like said he wanted to use Kraven for the first Black Panther movie, for example, and Mm -hmm. then that never happened. Um, Let's just just use that as our hypothetical. Let's say they were going to put Kraven in the Black Panther, the next one. I don't really see Marvel like going to bat for Craven, right? Like it it just, it seems odd to me, but if they wanted to approach it the same way that they do approach the Spider-Man movies where, okay, we want to use Craven in Black Panther Mm -hmm. and we will let you use, have someone pop up in the Craven solo movie. You know, we'll let, I don't know. Um, as bub says, it was deadline. He reported okay. it first. Thank you. Uh, Will uh, may, maybe whoever the new Black Panther is, we presume mm-hmm. sure. Whoever, maybe they'll pop up in the Craven. You know, one for one, like we've been getting with the three Spider-Man movies. I just, I, I'm not going to say it's impossible, and that's actually related to a factor fiction I'm going to bring up later today. But I, I think it's more likely that we get. If Craven, if this Craven shows up in an MC, in the MCU, I think it's going to be the Sony Universe Craven showing up uh, through multiverse hijinks, through portals, through and you know similar to Tom Hardy's Venom appearing in another MCU because technically he appeared in an MCU movie, like a definitive one. Maybe it'll be more like that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it, you know we did if you you know, go to that kind of towards the end of No Way Home, we saw it because one of the silhouettes we saw out there was Craven the Hunter definitely, at that point. So, so, yeah, no, I'm with you in the sense of if we're going to – Craven is not one of those we have to have two different ones. You know, I know uh, Red Arrow times three is asking, like, who would we want to play uh, Craven uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I did not see Aaron Taylor-Johnson never entered my list of ideas, but I did have no. an idea of who could. Go ahead. Um, is uh, Manu Bennett would be – could be someone that could do it
2: wow i i like that a lot (laughs) that's that's a really cool idea Mm -hmm. do i see him headlining a movie Mm, no no but i don't see craven headlining a movie period (laughs) if i'm being honest
1: i'm still scratching my head of a whole solo project with with craven but again i will I, i will pass judgment when i when this movie if and when it does happen at that point um (laughs) S. <laughs> Bub saying uh, Jimmy Kimmel like he's always wanted. Nope. nope. <laughs> Just nope. Uh, tra- Man, Travis, You know, at Travis. least Manu
2: Bennett is like a super nice guy. Like I was lucky enough to meet him with Brock once and he chatted with us for, I don't know, mm-hmm. 10 minutes or so. And he was really nice guy. It was pretty awesome to meet him. So Travis th- Nils- that would be cool.
1: Travis Nell says uh, Jack Tarvio Bardem. Yep. Uh, I've heard... Another one I've heard many, many times for Craven is Jason Momoa, but I'd, you know, right now I think he's tied up enough with Aquaman that I don't see him crossing the aisle for something like this.
2: You know, you say that, but maybe he would because cause maybe it'd be a smaller part. Uh, not if he's headlining his own movie, but maybe yeah. if things get changed and he's just going to appear in other movies. Jason Momoa, I could see it. That would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so... It it would be interesting, you know. Like I said, I think Craven. It is a good. It was a very interesting storyline because the idea of Parker being outed, Craven being out there saying, "Oh, this is a deadly, you know, prey. I can go and take down." At that point, it was a good idea for a story. For what was scrapped.
2: All right, I, g- I came up with a name, um, okay. and I'm betting no one here is going to recognize it. Christian Camargo, I believe, is how you say his name. Uh, he played a character named Tamakti June on C, the show on Apple TV with Jason okay. Momoa. And so as soon as you said Momoa, I started thinking, well, who else was on C that? Were? And I, if you look at his this guy's IMDb picture, you'd be like, what are you talking about? You know, what are you smoking? and Where can I get it? <laughs> yeah, that's but that's if true. you watch yeah. him on C, I think you could know whatever pun intended i think you could see it and so like looking at what they did with his character there he could be a very imposing intimidating threatening character so i i will to to answer red arrow's question that's going to be my uh, fan cast
1: gotcha uh fanboy clay in the chat a man who was an orc in lord of the rings not headlining he but he has high budget film experience and uh s bubs dressed like a hunter i dig it (laughs) momoa reference acknowledged yep uh not lord of the rings the hobbit gotcha same thing yep (laughs) don't don't tell those lord (laughs) of the rings people they're gonna cancel you brent that's Uh, fine brian from dexter okay yeah Yeah. i would
2: have to look up who that is
1: and uh stamp of approval given some work out of uh okay um but it's I think that there's potential for it. I don't know. I mean, the good thing is Spider Man has a huge rogues gallery. So if they're doing some synergy with that, is Sony getting to put out their solo movie and then having them cross, having Craven crossover back into the MCU for a part? Okay. But again, we've got a lot of rogues that, because everyone's saying, oh, Craven's Last Hunt, Craven's Last Hunt. I said, remember in the comics, Craven's Last Hunt took a while to build to. So uh,
2: apparently the guy I said is. Brian from Dexter, the guy from C. Okay, oh, gotcha. had no idea but Awesome.
1: <laughs> so, it, it, they, they can always do a, a a obviously a homage to Craven's Last Hunt, but again, it's it's it took a while to get to that point, which you know people say it's one of the best Spider-Man stories. It is a really focused on uh, Craven as well. It, it's it's more Craven sometimes than Spider-Man. Do
2: Do you see this suggestion from Red Arrow right now?
1: I know. If he's suggesting Henry Cavill, why don't we just suggest Charlie Hunnam too?
2: Oh my god, the the meltdown that would happen! No, the meltdown aisle to go to crazy. The
1: the meltdown that'll happen just the minute Henry Cavill comes into the MCU. That it will,
2: but my goodness.
1: Hey, you know what? Sure, yes, Henry Cavill. I, I, I've got to look up. Whatever the uh, Marvel Encyclopedia says, how tall Craven is at that point. I, I'm very curious to see because Henry is a very, very tall guy.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to let that stop me. No. <laughs> you know, no, look I mean, at it, Jackman and Wolverine. It, I don't care about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I like him in Witcher. I like him in Witcher too. A- and I'm just getting, tomorrow I'm going to start season two. So I'm very excited about that. All right. So let's move on. Actually, we've got to take an ad break. I've not been watching the time. So let us take that first ad break. So listeners, uh, these ads help keep the lights on in the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. We don't get to choose what ads come on, and they can be a bit loud, so I'm going to give you a three-count to turn that volume down before they come on. Three, two, one. We'll be right back.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
4: Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching.
3: in that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily
4: bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: All right. So some more rumors. Let's continue on this lovely rumor train at that point. Uh, this is coming from Screen Geek. They call it an exclusive. John Bernthal, Bernthal's Punisher Wanted for Future Spider-Man Movie. Uh, the Disney Plus Hawkeye series saw the return of Kingpin and Spider-Man No Way Home gave us a cameo of Charlie Cox and Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, meaning these two have now been officially introduced, recanonized into the MCU. They say they have been told that Marvel wants Jon Bernthal back as the Punisher and that they want him to return in an upcoming Spider-Man movie with a solo project down the line unknown if Bernthal will be making his return but it's fair to say that and I will agree with this that it is many a fan that want him to return to the character so Brent puts up his his finger that he agrees that's my Um, that's my third
2: that's that's like (laughs) I don't care after that but that's the third the third one that I want from Marvel Netflix
1: yeah Uh, so back in 2018, Bernthal stated that he'd be interested in a Punisher Spider-Man team up with Tom Holland. He said, I quote, I'm in love with Tom Holland. You know what I mean? That's my dude. For me, it's not about. I have no aspirations or desires to do anything besides what I'm doing. I love this character. I believe in him. He's in my bones. I feel honored to play him, and I want to keep playing him. So in all honesty, there's no part of me that says, oh, I hope I'm in the movies. It's whatever I'll be. That being said, there's one character and one actor that I just have to utmost respect for in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and without, it's a question, it's Tom.
2: It... I mean, yes, that is like the third person that I want, again, because I really want to see Spider-Man Daredevil with the Punisher take on the Mm -hmm. Kingpin. I love the idea of it being a Spider-Man movie just because his first appearance in comic books was in a Spider-Man comic book. I don't remember the issue, but it was a Spider-Man comic book. I can see the cover. I don't know the issue. 140 something? I don't know. Someone look it up. Mm -hmm. But it... I mean, I know Berthol has said things like he doesn't want to be a watered down Punisher, and who knows what they could do with the Punisher today? I mean, you know, they're they're changing his symbol in the comics. He's but he's running over the hand, Hydra, so. or the hand, not Hydra, the hand. It. Mm, yes, that's uh, Clay says one twenty nine on the first issue of Punisher. So I was I was wrong on my one forty something, but um, Amazing Spider Man one twenty nine thanks Clay. It, he's just so perfect for or you are getting out of you have it don't you so right now uh, Chris has left his chair and he's going back to his bookcase and he can't hear anything I'm saying so this is when I could say all the things I want about Chris but I'm not going to but I'm really just stalling for time for him to come back he's taking a sweet time Still there, whatever. I'll keep talking. John Bernthal as the Punisher is perfection, just like D'Onofrio, just like Charlie Cox. So I don't care. Bring, bring him back. Make it a Spider Man project. You're back, but you didn't bring anything with you. So that, that was anticlimactic.
1: Nope. Sorry. I thought I, I thought one of the uh, Omni covers had it. Nope. I don't. <laughs> thought I did. But well, I'll
2: what have. do you, what do you think about this rumor?
1: I mean, I love John Bernthal. I love the Punisher. It's probably. You know, it's it's in my top three of the Netflix shows easily. Uh, he really, you know, from what he did in Walking Dead. Yes, you know, a I was, uh, Yes. Yeah. Just because I was out, you know, what I saw there, I said, he can bring so much more to this part. So much more to this part. And the problem with Punisher that people always think like, oh, he's such a one note character. Oh my gosh. Like he brought depth to the Punisher character that gave, that really honored the character of what people like, you know, some of the best Punish writers, namely Garth Ennis and uh, Steve Dillon, had brought to that character in the modern age. Um, I would love to have him come back. I would, you know, again, as Fygia said, if there is a person that's already perfect for this part, yeah, let him come back. And with, with if rumors are to believe, with um, the actors who played Colleen Wynn uh said that she charlie cox had known he'd be returning to the mcu for the last couple of years you know maybe this is also already in the works that bernthal is already been given the tap saying hey we're you're you're being brought back in we're just working out the details
2: yeah, I have no idea how much credibility to give to a screen geek. I, I have no clue. I yeah. But, you know what, it, it's a rumor show, so we're talking about it. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> Jessica Henwick, Colleen Wieg from Iron Fist and the Defenders, she did say that uh, – Charlie Cox found out like years before like he was probably told you will have a part when the Netflix show ended because she said it was like a couple years before which you track that back that'd be around to when the Netflix show got canceled she herself said that because she she was up for a role in Shang-Chi. Mm -hmm. I believe it was coming down to auditioning for Shang-Chi or the new Matrix movie, and she went Matrix because she didn't want to give up on the possibility of playing Colleen Wing in the future. And so, yes, but I would be very happy to have her back as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I mean, again, I I will say it until they recast. I would be fine with everybody on the Defenders, the whole Netflix show. I'd be fine with them all. Just please, Finn Jones, get some motivation to do something if you're going to be brought back. (laughs) He's probably the last person they actually would bring back.
1: Yeah, Um, I, I don't see them bringing him back.
2: But, I mean, John Berthnall, like, if if you go and you you watch, like, his episodes of Daredevil Season 2 or The Punisher 2 seasons, mm-hmm. it's just so good. And he's so good in the role. It's, mm-hmm. like, right now, I struggle to to imagine someone else in that part. Obviously, yes, somebody else can play him. I just have a hard time seeing it today.
1: It It, it is something that, again, the fact that we brought back, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio, we brought back Charlie Cox. Bring back. I mean, we've heard the rumors that, um, uh, oh shoot, actress uh, Kristen um, from uh, Jessica Jones, who played Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter, Kristen Ritter is possibly coming back to the MCU in She Hulk. You know, if those rumors are believed. So,
2: you know, I at this point, I'm starting to like. I always say all things being equal, sure, make the Netflix stuff canon because that was great television. Mm -hmm. For the most part, Jessica Jones season three I really didn't think was good. Um, There was a couple others that were not so hot. But in general, for the majority of it, it was good to great television. Yeah. I'm kind of starting to think... Make it canon because that makes it more likely that you offer the parts back to these actors who were so good in the roles. E- e- because, even, yeah, Christian Ritter, Mike Coulter, Mike, Mike you know, as Luke Cage, he was a great Luke Cage. Very. It's like nothing against him. I'd be thrilled for him to come back. So, by all means, and yes, please, just do it. And I know, like, I know all the, I've talked about him. I know all the business reasons of why they maybe wouldn't want to make it canon because why do you want to push somebody to one of your rivals? But they could just use all of them and, you know, they could just never contradict it. And that'd be fine too. But... Stick with this cast. I mean, they're killer. And I'm sorry to like the other properties, but like Cloak and Dagger, I liked. The Runaways, I liked. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I really, really enjoyed that. I don't feel the same way about like anybody from those shows. Like Cloak and mm-hmm. Dagger, recast, I don't care, whatever. You know, The Runaways, recast, I don't care, whatever. But the Netflix shows, like it, the casting was just so on point mm-hmm. that it, it would be a shame to. Granted, if the actor or actress didn't want to do it, that's one thing. But if – like Jessica Henwick, for example, she wants to be Colleen Wing again. It would be a shame for them to bring someone else in to play that part.
1: Yeah, it, again, they, if they had this love for the character, do it, uh, bring bring them back. And so, yeah, bring back bring back these characters. Even if they just bring some of the idea of what they did in, ne- in the Netflix series, can it? It doesn't have to be everything. Some of it, just like – it, it's okay if that if the business dealings are going to allow it great if not so be it we've got these characters back that have embodied these characters for enough years that they already there's there's no homework they have to do <laughs> they, they they've got the part down um but yeah i would I, I think if marvel you know and the comics is starting to re is getting back to reclaiming punisher in a different way bring him into the MCU. there's there's a lot of stuff to be said even though they say sometimes the comics don't don't communicate necessarily they don't Communicate with the movie side, TV side, things like that. I I hear that. I say okay, but there's enough smoke there that said, yeah, but there, you know, th- there's there's some there's some synergy, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. But and and so yeah, bring back the Punisher, bring this back into the MCU. I want them to continue to prove that they can do this. And again, I think one of the first series that's going to see how gritty the MCU can get is Moon Knight. If that takes off and they go they go gritty on that show, as they should, that's going to open up a lot of doors to say the MCU can do a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, so. completely agree. All right, so our, I think, if my notes are correctly, the last rumor, and it's just basically kind of a headline coming from Daniel RPK. Uh, he put this out in his Patreon. Uh, Venom 3 exploring the multiverse and finding and introducing and fighting Spider-Man. And Spider-Man would be... Played by Andrew Garfield, so what he want? He wanted to fight an alien. He said he wants to fight an alien in No Way Home. So, what do you feel about that?
2: Uh, Let's go ahead and mention that JDP listener JDP had asked what we think of the idea of Garfield being brought back and who would we want him to fight. I'm just going to bring that question up now because Mm -hmm. otherwise we're going to repeat ourselves. I love the idea of 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 that Spider Man of Andrew Garfield of Peter three fighting. Tom Hardy's Venom. I think it works. Sorry, Snell, just quit listening. I think it works. I think it totally, I think it would fit. Andrew's Spider-Man is probably the funniest of the three Spider-Mans, like the, when he's in the costume and the quips and stuff that he has. I could see that playing off the symbiote pretty well. It. I would want different writers. Let me be clear. I would not want the Venom writers, you know, Hardy himself and whoever else. But I... I I could see, I I could see that. Um, the other to answer his question of who else would we want him to fight, I would say somebody like Hammerhead or Tombstone. You know, get like a gangster type thing. I think that'd be fun too. But Venom would be great. Venom and Andrew. Yes, please make it happen.
1: Yeah, I've seen some of the the fan art posters that have come out a lot this week, uh, based off that rumor of like him in the him in the costume or him kind of half and half at that point. I mean he did say he stopped pulling his punches. So what better way to kind of delve really deeper into those dark, those dark urges than a, mm-hmm. a, a costume like that, that we saw. Yeah. It may not been the most celebrated one, but we saw even in the comics that, that symbiote does some things to the Spider-Man that, uh, gives into those dark urges. And, uh, I forget, have you, uh, read, uh, sinister spider or, uh, the, the Darsky what if series? Spider Shadow. Spider Shadow. Spider, spider Shadow. Um,
2: no, it's. I was waiting for it to all hit Marvel Unlimited, and the okay. last issue is out, and it's been there for a little while. Okay. Um, and I just haven't got to it yet. But gotcha. I. <laughs> it's not the only times Zdarsky will come up. I. <laughs> no, well, I feel like uh, I, based on his Daredevil run, I am probably going to appreciate this as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I. I like. If we're going to get a Spider-Man 3, oh, well, they did this alien costume with, you know, that, you know, Tobey Maguire at that point. Okay, so what? You know, if you're going to, if it's going to be Venom 3 bringing in Spider-Man at that point, sure, let's finally do that. Let's get that logo on the chest instead of all the white veins and have some fun with it. One you know, more outing.
2: Kevin Feige has publicly said like he did not want to retread the ground that Sony did with like the same villains and everything, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of funny how it ended up. Cause they literally had the same villains in the third one. It, Sony doesn't have that problem. Like, right. Like they just, <laughs> Toby's McGuire's trilogy was done. They just up and rebooted, told a different take on effectively the same story. Great. No problem. <laughs> so I don't really see just because we've already seen Spider-Man versus Venom once. I don't see that being the holdup here. And, This could be a really, really fun movie. And on top of that, kind of like we were saying, they need to capitalize on the whole Spider-Gwen stuff. They need to capitalize on Andrew Garfield. Like people are starting to realize that for any of the problems that his movies had, it's not him. It was never him. And, People, and even people who did feel that way are now at the point where they're like, well, with a better script, with being treated better, with better, whatever the case, whatever qualifier they want to give. Andrew Garfield, his popularity as Spider Man has never been higher than it is right now. This is definitely the time they should at least, does he want to come back? I don't know. Cause we know the character meant a lot to him personally. And it definitely, yeah. they they went through a bad breakup. I don't know if he'd want to come back again, but the fact that he did for no way home tells me he'd probably at least take the conversation. He'd take the meeting, right. And see where it would go. They got to try. They have to try to capitalize on this.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's again, money on the table. If, mm-hmm. if, You know, if any of them come back at that point, what they're wanting to do, it's, yeah, we we talked about it I think last week, saying you know, coming back for Secret Secret Wars, so that's that's a long ways down the line if that if that project exists, right? You know, to to wait for it, will they will be happy to see him back? Yeah, but again, it's going to be like, why wait that long? Again, strike by the Iron Top, bring him in there. If Venom 3 is going to finally open the doors. And again, we see when Morbius comes out, you know, the, the, the best, the, the future leader of the Avengers, Morbius at that point where, you know, we've seen that poster that has Spider-Man on it says murderer. Which one is it? You know,
2: it would be, it'd be pretty awesome if that, that poster was changed for the actual Morbius release to be a shot of Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said he stopped pulling his punches. No, I don't want Spider-Man to be a murderer. But him having that reputation, I mean, that's classic Spider-Man storytelling, right? Like him being yeah. blamed and stuff. So it... Sorry, Snell. Again, quit listening still. I think it would fit. I think he would... The I think the Amazing Universe would fit with the Venom Universe. And they could just make it one without jumping through a lot of hoops outside whatever is happening with Adrian Toomes, because I have no clue what the situation will be there. But maybe that's a variant of Adrian Toomes. I don't know. But to me, it's a good idea. They should do it.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I don't know where, again, with Venom, Let There Be Carnage just already you know, being done at that point. The, the uh, home release has already come out in the last week, so it's... It was successful in a pandemic environment, uh, much surprisingly success as much as it was at that point. So the idea that Phantom 3 is going to be greenlit, it's a question of what are they going to do? I think it's finally time to bring in Spider-Man. If they're going to let them do it, then bring in Toby, bring in Andrew. Again, I think both of us are saying bring in Andrew for this one. It would be very much, it'll probably be at that point, if they do bring in Andrew, it will be the most successful of that trilogy. Guaranteed, absolutely guaranteed.
2: Considering the crowd reactions that happened when the credit scene occurred for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and people were just teased with seeing this Venom and a new Spider-Man, it's time. It is time they it, again, like it's now. It's got to be now. Like Venom, the Venom character, you know, say what you want about the movies, but he is more popular than he has been. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is more popular than he has been. And I got to think at this point, like we, we, I never heard anything about clauses of like, if they were doing Spider-Man, Tom Holland in the MCU, that Sony would not use Spider-Man elsewhere, maybe gentlemen's agreement or whatever, but I never heard of anything legally, but you got to assume that right now, right now, the Marvel side of that would be okay with it. Mm. And that, if they could pull it off in the same movie and people could tell the difference, they could also tell the difference in separate movies.
1: And, and especially since, you know, the the post-credits being that we've got a, a symbiote wandering now around in the MCU, yeah, yeah. it gives them some time to figure out how they want to do that in the MCU. I, when, I, I don't think it's ever happened, but correct me if I'm wrong, has there ever been a credit sequence that teases something like this nature not get a payoff?
2: Oh, man. Any, I don't think there's ever been a credit sequence that was teasing something that didn't have. I mean, yeah, the comedy one, sure. But, yeah, but I'm not talking but about But the those. ones talking, that yeah. tease something, they've all paid off. I can't well, think of any that didn't pay the, off.
1: The, the one we were wondering about all this time, one of the ones we were wondering all this time, got confirmed with the casting of Adam Warlock. That one yeah. was really left out there, and James Gunn denied it up and down that it ever was going to happen until the casting happened
2: yeah and I don't I'm trying to remember what the other four were for that movie mm-hmm. uh, I mean there was the Kraglin with the Arrow one there was the Watchers one uh, they were like joke ones but yeah, yeah. that one felt like a tease and uh, S-Bub's Adam Warlock will take over five years to pay off sure because it's happening in Guardians and we all know why Guardians 3 is taking is going to come out so much later than Guardians but 2 but still the payoff payoff's going to
1: happen but the, gonna happen, but so. the payoff
2: is going to no I think they've all been paid off So So we will see something with that symbiote, provided this could be the big asterisk, provided that Marvel and Sony have a continuing deal. mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and and here's the thing, like you said, provided that, but the fact that 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 was a joint project that allowed that to happen says there has to have been something in place to allow that to say, oh, we're just going to leave that there and let you do it. No, that's dumb. And they they haven't
2: let you know they haven't formally announced anything yet, Mm -hmm. and I'm still waiting for that. But both Feige and Pascal have said we're working together. It's great. We're doing more. So it's definitely more likely than not.
1: Yeah. So, but all right. I hope you all enjoyed our, our these this lovely rumor train at that point and people say well you talk about rumors on the show all the time yeah but not to this extent <laughs> some of these probably wouldn't make our cut not easily. from giant
2: freaking robot or whatever they're called <laughs> yep
1: i think it was just too good to pass up at that point so all right so we'll let us take an ad break as we transition to uh feedback from last week and listener questions you know it's, it feels good to say that feedback from last week and listener questions god it's good to be back to that
2: it, it is no more spoiler version here
1: Exactly. So, all right. So, listeners, again, these ads help keep the lights on in the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. We don't get to choose what ads come on, and they could be a bit loud. So, i to give you that three count to turn that volume down. Three, two, one. We'll be right back.
3: Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.
0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And I see Phil Barker's in the chat. Hi, Phil. Thanks for joining us at that point. As he says, it's also good to uh, know that Kevin Feige and Amy and and, uh, Pascal are working together. Yep. We'll hopefully keep that going. So. All right, so we had a you, you put out uh, the the usual call for questions. You showing you showing the Spidey signal at that point, and we got some interesting ones.
2: Yeah, you know, we had the aforementioned one from JDP, and then we had this one from uh, apparently Bruce Wayne uh, at D Smith with two H's, one one two nine on Twitter. Is Captain America alive? Will we see Rogers again? And if so, where do you think we will see him?
1: Well, he's on the moon. Um, as, as many people have said, at that point, um, you know, earlier this year, we we did hear, you know, from the trade, I can't remember which trade, deadline, Variety, Hollywood Reporter, said that Chris Evans was coming back at that point, in what capacity? It was not said. Human Torch. Human again. I I put that in our GUA chat. The uh, the portal opens, and we see. uh <laughs>
2: I mean, there's the, there's like the meme going around of like just imagine a multiverse of madness. Portal opens, Chris Evans walks out, and he says, "Flame on!" Flame on! on.
1: <laughs> so it's like, yes, <laughs> I'm into it. Do it. Make it happen. Yes, it will it, be fun. I I I've been doing this for a while, and I and a lot, and I'm not the only one who says it. Yeah, bring back Steve Rogers, but bring back Hale Hydra. You know?
2: Yeah, I I would agree with that. You know, where are we going to see him again? My initial my initial thought. Human Torch Jokes aside, but Steve Rogers was Captain America 4. That was my initial thought. Mm-hmm. But then I started to wonder, would that take away from Sam Wilson? Would that take away from Anthony Mackey, you know, suiting up as Captain America in the movies for the first time?
1: I don't I, know. I, I, say, I say yes, it would. If he's going to stand, as I said before, Captain America 4 is a Sam Wilson movie. It needs to be that's that that whole part of Steve's shadow was all cap it was all Falcon and the Winter Soldier that was a big part of that series. Okay, we're done with that. He's that Captain America four is Sam being Captain America all on his own and what what comes with that.
2: I could maybe maybe see something where he's still old man Steve. Like okay. how, how great would a scene be of just like. Sam Bucky and Old Man Steve sitting around talking, True. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. something like that. But like, if he was actually going to be in action, you know, like wear the Super Soldier Shield costume again, the basically the Winter Soldier costume again, mm-hmm. if he was going to like be in action, I, I, I agree. I think that would over overshadow Sam. Um, per, other than that, I honestly, I don't right now. I can't think of any properties that we know about officially that he makes a lot of sense in the pop-up at least today maybe that'll change secret
1: invasion maybe
2: Uh, yeah you know uh maybe it's like a scroll or something
1: maybe but again everyone's a scroll now
2: so all right all right secret invasion i'll
1: go with you there so all right what do we got next
2: uh tim rooney does the thing have rock genitalia well, Tim Rooney, thank you for the very
1: serious question. Greatly appreciate that. Um, he, he did call you out. You did say any more I did, questions? I did.
2: And I should have known what I was getting when
1: <laughs> I saw
2: the notification from Tim. Um, uh, yes. I'm going to go with yes and leave it at that.
1: I, I, I will go with yes at that point, and I point to you the scene from Mallrats, even though I did that to you online, Tim. Everyone, just do yourself some homework. Watch Mallrats, and uh, yeah, this is... This is a straight out, straight off the cup. Yeah, I will go with yes. Simply yes, he does.
2: I feel like there's a kidney stone joke in there somewhere, but I'm gonna let Ooh, it go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let it go. Tim Rooney did also ask what we think about Spider-Man: Life Story, and unfortunately, uh, written by Chip Zdarsky and uh, penciled by Mark Bagley, my favorite Spider-Man mm-hmm. artist. Neither of us have actually read it. It's been on the like I need to get to this someday list for a long time. It's in my Marvel Unlimited library as. I just haven't been like, all right, today's the day, and started it yet.
1: Yeah, today I, I I've been really good on my break to get get a lot of good reading in at that point. But today was world's finest true believers research time for me, so I needed to build up uh, a sh- for a show I'm recording next week. I needed to get that done. So uh, I that is, I've done a how I've avoided, and this is kind of a tangent going off it there. I've really tried to avoid burnout reading. And in the sense of like last week, I read forty-nine issues of the Immortal Hulk because I wanted to, and I've been you know I'm waiting for that. Like I 50 still can't to drop.
2: believe you didn't just wait for fifty to drop at this point. No, because I knew I
1: knew it was coming soon. So I, I, once and you had fig- the time, and I had the time at that point. So, but after that, I said, okay, I don't want to do forty-nine issues of something again. So I'll do kind of a easy wrap up so i read the uh series by uh grant morrison and and uh, dan mora uh klaus i read those three go. those three graphic novels really quick easy at that point so now um going to look into easy from in... grant morrison yes very actually huh, quite interesting. quite reachable you <laughs> know it says a lot so finding a way to kind of delve into okay Maybe my next one's going to be DC or maybe a longer image title. Like, I'm right now working my way through uh, the TMT, TM, TMNT series uh, from IDW. So, oh,
2: I, I don't remember why, but at some point I fell off of that. But I got 30 issues in or whatever, and it was pretty good.
1: From yeah, so I'm on issue seven or eight, so I'm kind of working that in. And so it's helping me really avoid reader burnout. So life story, yes, I, I have – read fantastic four life story Mm -hmm. from what I've known about spider-man life story yes fantastic four does not hold a candle to spider-man however it was quite an interesting take to see the fantastic four go from the beginning up until modern day that was a really fascinating journey
2: so you're telling me I should read that one too
1: Hmm. I I Read it, but again, you have to read Spider-Man first. For well, I just I
2: just added Slots Run a Fantastic Four to my to my library, which I read the first couple and you know didn't grab me too much, but just I, I got teased by news of some upcoming story arc. It's like, oh, you've got my attention, so maybe I'll check out some more.
1: Let's of it. just say this: if if would I be would Fantastic Four Life story be something I would immediately recommend to someone? No, because it just. I've never been the biggest Fantastic Four fan. I know I've kept up with them, read stories like this every once in a while, but they're not ones that you would ever see in my Marvel Unlimited library just because gotcha. it, it's not the biggest thing. So it's if you're looking for a, a six, seven-issue series at that point that you just want to be open and done with, yeah, go for it. But read, even though I haven't read it yet, but I, I can guarantee you with Zdarsky, Bagley on it, it's gold. It's it, it, yeah. it's going to be gold. So sorry, sorry, Tim. We'll get back to when we both have finally read it. it, it it's, it's coming up someday. someday, someday,
2: maybe maybe sooner than later. Yeah. Um, uh, and then from the Academy Rewind podcast, uh, Palmer specifically, whom, well. We have fun conversations sometimes. He says, shouldn't they have put Mephisto in the new Spider-Man movie instead of Dr. Strange to bring the movie closer to, cr- to classically, critically. Wait a
1: hashtag, hashtag Mephisto confirmed.
2: Mephisto confirmed. To bring the movie closer to the classic, critically acclaimed one more day storyline. Well, Palmer, no. No, they shouldn't have. Request denied. Stop it. No. <laughs> <laughs> he he does like, he likes to troll me with those kind of little things. Um and but it's all in good fun.
1: Yes it is. Uh, but, uh pop this up here a uh, red arrow times 3 so Steve Rogers coming back is too soon. They should wait a while and give uh the light like to Sam right now. Yeah, I, I think that was more surprising to uh, surprising to us when we when we broke that news uh when it came out that Chris Evans would be coming back to to possibly Steve Rogers and portraying something. So I I, I I will say we will be – I'm very confident that Sam's Captain America 4 will be a Sam movie without a Steve Rogers being necessary. So – but all right. So those are all the questions? Yep. That's it. All right. All right so let me move on to uh, Factor Fictions from last week. So we got some polls. Put them out there. So here we go. Here's what the listeners thought and the Twitter followers thought. So number one, uh, we will see a different, we will see different live-action Spider Verse characters in the MCU beyond just Toby or Andrew Spider Man. Seventy-seven percent said fact, twenty-three percent said fiction. Uh, number two, we will see a team up of Daredevil and Spider Man in the next MCU Spider Man trilogy. Eighty-six percent said fact, fourteen percent said fiction. And finally. We will see one villain that was showcased in in a prior Spider-Man film, example, Green Goblin, and two villains never before seen in the movies, example, Kraven the Hunter, in the next MCU trilogy, Spider-Man trilogy, and yes, 88% said fact, 12% said fiction. So those are the factor fictions. Oh, before you got ears, what is uh, Clay saying in the chat? Fanboy Clay.
2: Clay said, uh, with the MCU going supernatural and with No Way Home making some of the memes come to life, how soon do we see Mephisto in the mcu um i would honestly all joking aside say if he doesn't have a cameo in multiverse of madness i think it'll be a long
1: time i will say here how about this it won't be in multiverse of madness it'll be in a midnight suns project yeah i could It'll see be that. in a midnight Suns centric project it may not be like titled midnight Suns, but it'll be in something with those characters one of those characters you're probably
2: right about that watch it watch this be completely off and it's like she hulk or something like that (laughs) why not
1: (laughs) just totally go off base at that point (laughs) have hey how about this that's gonna be a series that breaks the fourth wall have someone just walk around in a devil costume at that point say see there it is there's mephisto Um,
2: hashtag mephisto credit scene mephisto and then deadpool walks up mephisto confirmed
1: (laughs) yep perfect All right, so Factor Fictions for you. Close us out of Factor Fictions for 2021, Brent.
2: All right, first one that has been on my list of possibles uh, since September. Shang-Chi will appear in Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness.
1: I will say fiction. I will say fiction, just not, again, would I love to see it? Yes, I I think, I don't think you need Shang-Chi in this movie.
2: I ultimately am going to have to to concur with that I initially I thought well maybe with Wong and stuff and the way they're recruiting him but I ultimately I'm going to say fiction but I would love for it to be fact oh yeah it doesn't even have to be massive or you know just a little cameo just a little pop-up you know hey we need to check out those rings again for something but ultimately I am going to go with fiction
1: yeah, Philip Parker also Philip Barker disagrees with us saying fact, red Arrow is fiction, so we're dividing the audience at that point. Again, one of these, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would, would, heart wants it, head saying, no, not, not right now.
2: All right. Number two. Kazi will appear in Echo. Meaning he did not die in Hawkeye. Yeah. Um we didn't If, we, if you go back and look, you don't really like it kind of cuts away. Like the way it was all left, it was a little ambiguous. So I'm like, ah, all right, I'm gonna put this in
1: there. Yeah, Kazi coming back. Yeah, I could see that being kind of a episode three or four kind of thing, like coming back to kind of take revenge or you know using it. You know, Kingpin coming back and using him at that point. So yeah, sure.
2: Uh, i i think this one's a fact and i I could see him going more with the clown persona from the hawkeye comic books at this point and almost using it as a way to surprise echo where she would not realize it was him at first true all right last one sony and marvel studios will formally partner on a movie that does not star tom holland
1: so it's just like a project with the Spider-Man character.
2: We're getting a Marvel Studios movie with a Sony character that's not Tom Holland.
1: <laughs> hmm. Yeah, sure. Fact. Why not? I, you know, if it works so well with this one, it, it, it's. We can do it again.
2: I, I, I actually think it's a fact too. I think it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. probably not craving but you know maybe <laughs> maybe no, I, no. I, it, it, it
1: jackpot jackpot baby
2: jackpot i i really do think it's going to happen i actually feel like andrew, an andrew garfield movie might be the best shot
1: F- philip barker i like it spider woman <laughs> spider
2: woman yeah, yeah i i could definitely get behind that but regardless of what it is
1: tom holland might appear but i don't think it will star tom holland did you know, going to bringing it back to Spider Woman at that point. I I thought we've heard rumors of which Spider Woman this is going to be, versus I've heard a what is it, Jessica Drew or something being used in Secret Invasion.
2: Well, my understanding is like, was it that the way the deal got split up that you know if they if neither if they weren't playing nice together that Spider Woman Jessica Drew could be used at Sony, but only Jessica drew like the double slash triple agent of shield Hydra and whatever else could be used on the Marvel side, not yeah. the spider woman persona from it. I don't know. And then I'm now thinking like there's that Olivia wild spider woman movie, which we haven't heard anything about in a long time, but yep. she had those comments of like Kevin getting mad or whatever. if She yeah. said too much. <sighs> hmm. I, I, I think it's a fact. I think spider woman's a good call. Um, maybe it'll be the Olivia wild spider woman.
1: Yeah, sure. Yep. So, fact for that one. So yeah. So I will post those on Sunday afternoon. So be on the lookout for that and vote your hearts at that point. Vote your minds. Let us know what you think. We'll look at results next week. So, all right. So before we get to Comic Book Club, uh, we promised you that you know it's time for the listeners. We we uh, we promised you this. So it didn't take too long to come up with this idea. Of, of coming no, up no. so the comic book club theme for the voting will be marvel knights so we have chosen four stories of either that have had the designation of marvel knights or the character themselves has been designated at one time or another under the banner of marvel knights so the first story the first first choice will will be daredevil born again issues 226 to 233 this is considered one if not the best storyline within the daredevil mythos written by frank miller and drawn by david uh, M- Mazzucchelli the story details daredevil's descent into insanity and destruction at the at the kingpin's hands due to the betrayal from one of his closest friends as well as a subsequent struggle to build a new life for himself uh, this is currently right now free. The graphic, the uh, collection is free on Comixology Unlimited, and all all these stories can be found that we're going to go over on Marvel Unlimited. But this one, Daredevil: Born Again, is on Comixology Unlimited right now. Have you read this before?
2: Yeah, but it's been a really long time.
1: Gotcha. It's been a really, but I have read it. Yes. Yeah. All right, the next choice is Punisher Welcome Back Frank from 2000-2001, a 12-issue series written by Garth Ennis and drawn by Stephen Dillon. They bring Frank Castle back to relevance. Not everyone is happy about Frank's return. Two unlucky cops have drawn the un- unenviable task of capturing him, while the ruthless mobster Ma Gunucci and her gang— Will stop at nothing to see him dead. The Punisher must also contend with a colorful crew of nosy neighbors and the arrival of three copycats: the Holy Elite and Mr. Payback, who want him to join their crime-cleansing force. Welcome back, Frank. Um, This is, as I said, also on Marvel Unlimited. However, it is it is currently 1999 on Comicsology. And our third choice will be Wolverine, Enemy of the State slash Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is Volume 3 in 2003, Issues 20 to 32. Written by Mark Miller and drawn by John Romita Jr., brainwashed by the ninjas of the hand, Wolverine slices and dices his way through the foes and friends alike, ultimately resulting in, major a-, in a major ally's death. Can anything be done to stop him or bring him back from the brink? Uh, this is currently free on Comixology and limited those issues. So, and our last choice is uh, one that you put out there to because to, I was having trouble finding a fourth uh, that that was good. And uh, this was one that you brought forward: Daredevil, Spider-Man, two thousand one, four issues. This is written by Paul Jenkins and drawn by Phil. Uh, Wish Winslet Winslet uh Spider-Man and Daredevil are friends Daredevil knows that Spider-Man is Peter Parker and Spider-Man knows Matt Murdock is Daredevil now both heroes find themselves caught at the crossroads of their vengeance forced forced into a position of protecting the kingpin of crime from an enemy that they never imagined uh so it's four issues uh this is the each issue is a buck 99 on comixology right now so we got some good ones. I have not personally read Spider Man, uh, four issues, the four issue one, and I've only read some of uh, Welcome Back, Frank.
2: Um, I I've not. I don't think I've read Welcome Back, Frank. I've read, um, I've I've read most, if not all, of Wolverine: Enemy of the State. I want to say I've read it all, but um, both with that and the Daredevil Spider Man crossover, four issues, have not read like since they were coming out. Or shortly thereafter, so um, I, I, I don't I know I've read them I just I don't really remember the story that well.
1: Well, yeah, so we will put I will put this out also on Sunday afternoon. So again, we'll let that poll go as as long as possible. But next week we will let you know uh, what the choice was, what the winner was, and that will be our at the conclusion of next week. We'll bring Hawkeye to a close. We will let you know which one of those series won out at that point. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Now bring it back to the street. We'll continue on the street since Hawkeye is basically on the street. We'll continue with our street level heroes.
2: Yep. It works. And, you know, kind of, uh, initially when I proposed something along these lines, it was like, well, I'm just thinking of like Kingpin is back. Daredevil is back. You know, it's, uh, what's a theme that can encapsulate some of them. You mentioned Marvel Knights. Perfect.
1: Yep, exactly. So, all right. So we've got our penultimate discussion on Hawkeye. So, Starting with issue 19 of the series. So, what did you think about this? And this was this was a very interesting issue. I know our la- the last issues we were not too high up on necessarily, but this one definitely was a comeback to form. For well, the series. it's
2: it's finally picking back up with Clint after he was injured, mm-hmm. and it, it was. I liked it, and I liked how they it transitioned from you know sort of what he was trying to hear other people say to him you know like looking at the sign language uh to full-on just other people having conversations uh verbal conversations i liked it a lot i thought it was great i loved i loved it when he basically like rallied the troops you know rallied at the end the everybody from the building like put them all together It, it was this was nice like it 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 would have been nice if we had, you know, gotten it a couple issues earlier or whatever, didn't have that random dream one, But it, I like this one quite a bit.
1: I particularly like the scene where, you know, Barney and him are on the roof, and basically Barney's knocking some sense into him, saying, Are you just going to sit there and mope about? Or are you going to do something about it? You know, uh, you can read lips. I know you can. You did it yeah. as a kid. Get it through your head, get off, off your butt, and get it together. You know, especially beating his brother up. They're, you know, trying to not, literally knock some sense into him. So, yeah, the rally of the troops thing was interesting, and it's, I love it that they put into the the panels little sign language.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: So, and I, I love the idea that as he's rallying the troops, him and Barney are taking it to the tracksuits, and as you see, as they're rallying the troops, you see both of them burning down cars, beating up the track suits going into these clubs. And I love it that he, he, at the end, he's calling Jess says, sorry, I need your help. I need everyone's help. We went and found a little trouble tonight.
2: <laughs> Just a little, that's all. No big yep. deal.
1: So yeah, this is coming to a very big, I'm already sensing a big fight coming as a result of this. So, um, any, any other big moments from this issue before we head back to, uh, the West coast with Kate?
2: No, I'd say that covered it for me.
1: All right. So, Kate on the West Coast uh she is left in a pretty big predicament being that uh the person the guy that keeps on she keeps on seeing in the store has been killed and you know we start seeing that Madame Mask has come back really to the forefront and uh coming after Kate hard.
2: Yep. Yeah, this I this has been a good story for Kate, but I do miss her presence with the Clint side like I I do feel like it lost a little something when they got split up and when they left Um, so I I got to presume at this point that they are going to come back together for you know the final issue or the final two issues especially based on how this one ended with her seemingly going back assuming she's able to make it out of LA because she was you know allegedly cursed or whatever I I look forward to seeing that but it, it has not been a bad story arc
1: no it hasn't it was rather humorous of her trying you know portraying the the female getting sushi eaten off of them by these uh, interesting individuals as yeah yeah as she basically says if i catch any one of you looking at me at this point you know she, you'll 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 basically be dead but you know she even though she has gotten her training and things like that i, I do she's not perfect just no, like Clint no. like she she very much is like Clint in the sense of like yeah they they her, their cockiness can sometimes get the better of them however when she gets down to knowing Madame Mask is in on this whole thing that uh she goes after him and goes after him hard takes down her place goes after all the different people when she finds out basically that the guy really isn't dead from the convenience store and they bring this whole idea. Oh yeah. They've been dealing in bodies all the time to kind of move consciousness back. So the rich can continue to staying rich and alive forever.
2: Yeah. Totally, totally normal, you know, standard operating
1: procedure. Yeah. But the thing, the big shocking fact is that, uh, her father is on Madam masks payroll mm-hmm. A- yeah. and basically, you know, her calling her dad as she's heading back saying, you know, I don't want anything from you. I'm just telling you you're going down, you know, this whole operation is going down. You're going down with it
2: pretty much be a uh, nice to see that confrontation.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So we will bring this series to a close next week and we will see exactly how this all shakes out for the Hawkeyes as it were. But all right. So, Volume 87 in the books, we bring 2021 to Marvel Alliance to close, but before we say our goodbyes, um, I know Brent will echo this, but I'll start it off by saying, listeners, viewers, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for making this year a, a bang-up year for us as Marvel Alliance. Um, from, you know, the shows at that point, you know, we we said, you know, we said goodbye to Mr. Snell, you know, we welcoming Brent into the show at that point. It's it's been a fun year, it's been a it's been a really really great ride. And the fact that you all, from the listeners who've been with us since the beginning, to the listeners that have just recently joined us, you have all made this show really a fun fun time to us to look forward to every week. Um, we appreciate it. We again we look forward to next year at that point but i cannot say thank you enough for making marvel alliance a a really big thing for us every week to do the show
2: yes absolutely special thank you for you know everybody welcoming me to to uh attempt to fill travis's uh travis's microphone if you will um i i was looking it up i i joined it and it was at the end of march it was issue or issue episode 42 um So I've been around for half the run of the show overall, but it it's been a lot of fun and it was a lot of fun to have this show and to talk with the listeners and going through all the Disney plus shows and everything weekly. So yes, I agreed. Thank you so much for an awesome uh, 2021 from the podcast standpoint and uh, looking forward to next year as well.
1: Yes, let's do this. So, let us uh, bring this episode to a close. So, again, want to thank our sponsor, OrganicPriceBooks.com, for all those, all the uh, Omnibus Collected Edition needs. Use that code MARVELGUEA Check checkout for $2 off every single order. Again, thank you for being a sponsor to the show. And uh, I saw someone, saw someone. Uh, oh, never mind. But, uh, yeah, Brent, tell people how they can follow you and plug your show.
2: Sure. Brent Tech Prime on Twitter, same on TikTok. Been having fun screwing around with that app. Um, Other shows, Fans Without Borders, our next episode will be our annual Unpopular Opinion. So you have a few more days from the time you hear this. If you want to submit one to me to be read on Fans Without Borders, send it in.
1: Definitely. And uh, so... You can find me on Twitter at Chris Balga. You can uh, follow my other show, World's Finest True Believers at Finest Believers. You can follow this show on Twitter at Marvel a Podcast. You can email the, the show at Marvel Alliance Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network at GUA Pod Network. Feel free to tweet, email if you want to provide feedback, ask questions. Continue to rate review Marvel Alliance and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever platform of choice may be. Thank you all for listening. Stay safe out there. Happy New Year, everyone. Be safe. We've got a great 2022 coming at you. And as Stan the man would say, Excelsior, true believers. Well, we've come to t- 2021. We've seen a lot of comic book movies. We have. (laughs) You're going to make me do this, aren't you? I am going to make you do this. (laughs) Again, it's 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 fun. Everyone has lists. We did some lists last week. Let's conclude our list at that point of ranking the 2021 comic book movies that we have seen. That we have seen. So this includes Marvel and DC. We will start from the bottom up. What is your last? What is again? What is your at the? Number seven for you.
2: While there are movies on this list that I would rewatch less or be less likely to rewatch than this one, if I'm looking at overall quality of the movie and everything, I'm going to have to put Venom in the last spot. Venom, let there be carnage.
1: Uh, as I will as well. I think one of my biggest things was did I enjoy the fight sequence that happened? Yes. Was the movie incredibly short? That could have done a lot more. It was. So. This is probably one that I'll probably see maybe one one or two more times in the next year, but definitely one that I say, hey, I can I wanna see Venom, let there be Carnage. Not there. I mean, maybe before uh before the next Venom movie, do a rewatch or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right, what's at your number six?
2: Uh number six I'm gonna go Suicide Squad. I liked yeah. it. I liked it quite a bit, but um ultimately I gotta go there. I, I mean I just For me, probably the biggest overall hang up with that movie is I just didn't care about most of the characters going into the movie, and while I did care about a couple of them coming out, that's I mean, that's what it boils down to for me.
1: Gotcha. Uh, Mine is Eternals. Uh, Really enjoyed. This was a very, as we've said before, a lot to chew on, a lot of characters to introduce. I, I the more I sit on it, I cannot wait for when I do my second rewatch when it comes on Disney Plus. I think I'll uh, it'll grow in appreciation again. It just because it's number six doesn't mean again like we say with all these some of them maybe just a little bit more than others. I think that this movie will grow in appreciation as we see where the Eternals really fit into the MCU right now.
2: Yeah, that's one that'll probably it'll probably age well. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, number five for me, because we're theatrical only, right? We're just sticking with theatrical. Stop Stop. <laughs> number five for me is going to be Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, I do have some issues with the movie, like even forget the whole baggage of the outside, but the actual movie itself, I do have some legitimate issues of it. But it has an advantage that say the Suicide Squad doesn't, whereas I in general- in general, I like those characters. I like Superman, I like Aquaman I like flat right and so that's that does help Justice League over suicide squad. Do I intend to watch it again? No, probably never, but it that's where I'm putting it number five it It's okay.
1: <laughs> Brent was so worried about Brent, that that one. Again... it That is the
2: closest thing I've ever done to giving a review of that movie, by the way. it,
1: it Hey, there we go. And on a Marvel show nonetheless. That's right. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, my number six is Black Widow, uh, the movie that brought us back, Marvel, back into the theaters. I did have a good time with it. I really... In, in seeing Yelena again in Hawkeye, That that movie really that movie had a lot of heart a lot a lot of heart i love i think what i really enjoyed about that movie were our quiet moments our non-action moments that's what i really enjoyed about that movie and i think that's that's one i've i've now seen now four or five times and i enjoy it it's just the other movies that are ahead of it right now i enjoy just a little bit more
2: sure uh, my number four is Eternals. Uh basically would echo what you said about the Eternals. I, I really like this movie, just not as much as the others. Um, I do think it's going to age well. I'm looking forward to it coming to Disney Plus so I can watch it again. Um, I will not be watching it that weekend because I'll be out of town the weekend it comes to Disney Plus. But once I'm back home, I I will definitely give that one another watch, probably a couple of them.
1: Yeah. Uh, my my number four is The Suicide Squad. I laughed a lot in this movie and I, I, you know I think what hurt me for it was this was the mo- this was a movie that I did not see in the theaters first. I saw it on HBO Max when it dropped early, then I saw it in theaters, then I saw it again before our review at that point. Uh, and that's probably the most I've seen a movie going into a review <laughs> compared to most of the time when I'm lucky to see it just once. Um and I think that's because where the review fell was on a Saturday, not a Friday night. But well, I,
2: having it at home gives you extra time. It does. It I does.
1: Mean, uh, I, uh, I go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, with you know, as I said in the review, I some of the characters, yeah, take it or leave it. But I enjoyed what James Gunn did in this movie. It, it is pure James Gunn without really much of a filter at all. Uh, the interactions between Peacemaker and Bloodsport was great. I enjoyed Ratcatcher. It, it's a fun movie. It was a lot of fun seeing it. And, and I know uh, Aaron had a great time watching it. We do talk about it from time to time. So it, it, it has stand, uh, stand the course of remembering for me.
2: That is one that I saw it in theaters. I meant to watch it again before it went off HBO Max. Um, and it just never got around to it. I thought I saw something that it was back on HBO max now. So, um, I need to find a time at some point to fit that in. Um, my next one is going to be black widow. You know, the movie that brought us back to, to Marvel at the theaters. Yes, it was the 563 days between Marvel projects, but it was two years. It was over two years between Marvel movies. And I really, really loved black widow. I thought it was just a great movie. Finally, finally Scarlett Johansson getting her solo title. Sure, fine. It would have been better if it had come out when it actually took place. Okay, fine. I don't care because I thought
1: it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we got it back. So All right, my number 3 is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Wow. <laughs> that that movie continues to impress me if what the amount of story they're able to bring a character that most people don't have any frame of reference for absolutely no frame of reference. I mean, it's one of those that Marvel is taking, bringing those characters for. That's one thing that I've enjoyed about phase four is bringing characters in phase four that either we have seen or have not gotten their time of day into the MCU. And Shang-Chi was a great way and entrance into a different kind of world, a different kind of style of superhero that, they are framing a big thing with those 10 rings with that end credit sequence and they are positioning Shang-Chi to be a big player in the MCU moving forward so bravo marvel you did it you did great with it and it blew uh, not only blew away the box office expectations for it but it, it definitely blew me away
2: uh number 2 Shang-Chi it, it was a movie that my viewing experience for that movie was unlike anything any other movie really you know I was lucky enough to get to see it a couple of weeks early and then I was did the private rental because at that point like of like for Spider-Man the private rentals price doubled what it was what it, we paid for Shang-Chi mm-hmm. um, and that was a lot of fun to get to go see a Marvel movie and like be friends with everybody that was there that was really <laughs> really cool for me too um, and, and you got to see it early I did get to see it early The the movie itself just absolutely incredible and I'm I don't have a ranking of, like, best action scenes in the MCU, but if I did, both the bus scene and the scaffolding scene are probably going to mm-hmm. be be up there. Like, oh, just yeah. some of the coolest, most incredible action in the entire MCU. Not to mention the movie was funny. Simu Liu is just charming as all get out. I cannot wait to see more from the Shang-Chi characters.
1: Yeah, it, it, that, that cinematography, that fight choreography is, is top-notch. I don't think... Uh, they they definitely have raised the bar and what expectations are for the sequel. Uh, my number two, this number one and number two are tough in the sense of thinking back uh, and again, you, comparing what your list is, and my list. You 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 kind of figure what I've got left at that point. But in thinking, I really took a while to think about this one. What what meant to me and these can it, it is basically if, I, if they were a tie, yes. But if I have to rank it at that point, number two for me is Spider-Man No Way Home. Um it's I don't know what else I can say that I already haven't said on this show. Just because it's my number 2 doesn't th- there's a lot of love I have for this movie when I found out like the minute my notification went off that a steel book was ready to order on Best Buy I clicked it it, it's in my it's it's ordered. It's not even a question. That that will be in my hands and I'm not one of these I don't get steelbooks for everything. I get a steelbook for a movie that's meant a lot to me. That movie really has significantly seeing it for the second time when Aaron and I went to, uh last week, man. Uh that movie, wow. That's that's a standard that Marvel I was I was very surprised that could be just after a thing like Infinity War Endgame, Winter Soldier, man. It, it it's something special.
2: Uh, Spider Man No Way Home is my number one movie of the year. Who surprised the guy who loves Spider Man more than any other <laughs> character likes the movie with three Spider Man in it the best. But it, I mean, they were taking a big swing with that one and they just crushed it. It was, it, this movie was like, just on paper, could have, you know, could have been a train wreck. And they just, anytime they could have made the wrong decision, They didn't. They made the right one. And it's just this incredible, incredible movie. I've only seen it three times. I'm at the point where I, I would like to try and find the time to see it again. And you would think, oh, but you're off work right now. You'd have more time. Yeah, but my kids are off school. And it's like, no, I don't have more time. I don't. And it's hard for me to to beg the parents to take the kids to go see a movie for a fourth time. But uh, I've looked, I was looking at times tomorrow, even in the 12 o'clock show, like a 12 o'clock showing, not IMAX or anything, 90 plus percent sold. On it. Wow. Like the, it was I was like are you kidding me this week wow. late? Now, I didn't look at every screening. I'm sure there's others that aren't that way. But it's like a good sized theater and it's still nearly sold. I'm like what is going I mean what's going on is <laughs> it's a phenomenal movie. That's what's going on. Week so, 3. Week yeah. 3. Spider-Man No Way Home. I I don't know if I'll get to it again in theaters or not, but man I cannot wait. This one, unless I definitively know it's coming to Disney Plus or a streaming service that I have, I will buy this one on iTunes. And yeah. we don't know that at this point, so
1: yeah, I think the thing March, I think they're saying from what I saw, like some people looking around some of the Amazon sites, looks like that's when it'll be starting to drop. So,
2: yeah, I can see that. Yep. Yeah,
1: but all right. So, my number one is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, this was something that I never, I, I was part of that campaign to see it light a day. It exists, it happened part of that movement I definitely don't consider myself I don't consider myself a toxic person at that point but putting it out there seeing being part part of that movement and that it was interesting enough the the day that it came out uh my we had a remote learning day because of extremely bad weather at that point but it's oh, convenient for you it, it really was at that point you, it, you know I was up at 3 a.m when that movie dropped and just seeing the being there for four hours at that point, watching all that, all that stuff come to screen, say what you will about, you know, how it came to be Bravo to Zack Snyder and getting at least, if this is the last time we see him directing in, in the DC, DC EU, he put it out there at that point. I, I've revisited that movie five or six times. I, that will always be something that really rung a lot home to me and to have Zack Snyder's justice league and Spider-Man no way home in the same year. I, man, <laughs> it, it, it was something special. So, but all right. So that is our ranking that was our 2021 comic book movie ranking at that point. And, uh, we got a fun year coming up, everyone. It's it, it new Disney plus shows, new Disney, mo- new, uh, MCU movies,
2: the Legend so, of Morbius headed our way. Le- soon. Yeah,
1: we start off in January with the, the hierarchy of the MCU's about the <laughs> Marvel universe is about to change. The new Avenger, the the best Avenger, Morbius will be coming. So
2: twenty nine days. There we go. Days. I'm waiting
1: for those tickets to go on sale. Let's go. Let's go. All right, everyone. Again, happy new year. We'll see you, We'll see you next week. Bye bye. See you later.